Hello there members and friends from Paisley Golf Club. Welcome to the first ever Straight Down the Middle podcast from Paisley Golf Club. Why is it called Straight Down the Middle? Dead easy, because every member at Paisley Golf Club hits the ball. Well folks, that was classic Bing Crosby for all those under 50. And here we go, it's really happening. Episode 1 of Straight Down the Middle, and I've got wonderful talent with me here today. Who is he? Well, he was in acquisition two years ago by past captain Grant Barber. He's a single-figure handicapper, and he's qualified in many different areas. Paisley Golf Club has been blessed with the addition of our first guest this series, Managing Secretary Kenny Morrison. Welcome to the show, Kenny. So I'd like to get started in business now, and I hope you're looking forward to this as much as me, Kenny. Uh, Before we start talking about golf, however, I do have a number of questions for you, but could you please give our listeners a quick introduction on yourself, and maybe even cover my first question too, which is, what made you make the decision to leave Renfrew Golf Club to come to Paisley Golf Club? I wonder if there's a juicy story in there somewhere that you can share with our listeners. Thanks, Billy, for asking me. It's a pleasure to be here today with you. And what a first question. But before I touch on that, I'll give everyone a wee bit of background on me. As most of the listeners will know, I came from Renfrew just over two years ago now. But before being at Renfrew, I was club secretary at Caldwell from 2006 to 2011, which was my first job in golf management. Prior to that, I was with Bank of Scotland based in Glasgow. And ironically, I had previously been Caldwell's bank manager. So, what made me leave Renfrew for Paisley? Sorry to disappoint you here, Billy, but there's no juicy story behind it. I just felt it was time for a change. Renfrew came calling in 2011 and I took the plunge to work at my home club. In the industry, everyone says, don't work at your home club. However, to start with, this was not an issue for me. At great times at Renfrew, I knew the majority of members there as I've been a member there for 38 years, but as always, things change. The club was going through change and it's had its difficulties like many other clubs in the area and every time I was out playing I was unable to switch off and at the end I was playing a lot less golf and when I was playing I was just rubbish. So not enjoying one bit of it. So when I noticed the advert for Paisley I was very interested. Everyone in the area knew Paisley was one of the few clubs with a healthy membership but more importantly for me was investing heavily on the course. So with this in mind, I went for it, and luckily for me, here we are two years later. Although I must say my golf's still rubbish. It's been a great move with the members being so welcoming. Normally in golf, when you take over a job, you take over from someone who's left the club, so right in at the deep end. At both Caldwell and Paisley, I've been very fortunate to arrive at the clubs when there has been someone there to show me the ropes. Ian Harper at Caldwell helped me for the first year, and at Paisley, I was... Very fortunate to have Gordon McKinnon on site to keep me right and help me settle in and answer all my daft questions. Oh, Kenny, no juicy story. Well, I suppose it's good to keep things simple. But thanks for sharing your bio anyway. And there's certainly a lot of truth behind great employees cutting their teeth at the bank. 
I did have a question on how to keep a five handicap while working at a golf course, but you've already answered that one. But in terms of your job at PGC, I'm sure our members and listeners out there might want to know, uh, COVID-19 aside of course, uh, just a quick breakdown on your day-to-day job. What's the main things you get involved in through the month for the club? What takes up most of your time and what gives you the greatest pleasure? A lot of questions with a lot of answers, uh, but please just give it your best shot for me, Kenny. Well, Billy, there are a lot of repetitive tasks on a weekly or monthly basis. Normally, I like to start my week by balancing off the bar and catering income from the previous week. Once this is done, I usually get the money down to the bank. Other regular tasks include processing all the invoices for the club. Mainly, Jonathan deals with all the Greens ones and keeps tight control of his budgets, but we just sit down on a regular basis and catch up on where we are and what's going to be happening for the future. But moving back to the other jobs, I also keep membership records and subs up to date, deal with the direct debit mandates, prepare monthly accounts, salary payments, VAT returns, visiting party inquiries, membership inquiries, the countless number of emails that come in, and also deal with sort of existing members' queries. Also, Gordon kindly left me a toolbox in the office, so sometimes it's easier to do small jobs yourself. Though I tend to get Tom Walton up to do these, so I just end up holding the ladders for him. Also, everyone knows it's the demand of health and safety nowadays. So there's regular checks to be carried out, whether it be me testing the fire points on a weekly basis or arranged for an approved company to come in and carry out checks on our fire systems, boilers, or even the pack testing on an annual basis. There's also some there's always something going on. I also like to pop into the clubhouse to see what's going on in there and have a chat with the members. I'm always happy to make them a cup of tea and have a chat with them. I'm not sure if I have a favourite job. Being an ex-banker and dealing with numbers, there is always some satisfaction when you reconcile your monthly accounts. But talking of numbers, I always thought I was a numbers man. However, I must say that you take it to an all-new level with the amount of spreadsheets that you produce. Well, thanks for that, Kenny. I will take that last comment as a compliment. Uh, But you know that I like to have a box for most things. Uh, On your job, it certainly sounds uh, very broad and very uh, varied. And it must be really good when every day is different. That's a great thing to have in a job. A bit of a dream job in many ways, I suppose. But here's something that you might be able to think about off the top of your head and answer for me. Slightly unusual, but if you had a magic wand that pays the golf club, or inside Scottish golf in particular, and that wand gave you three wishes for an instant change, what three wishes would you pick? Well, Billy, a magic wand. I don't know where that one came from. Well, where do we start? Well, um, let's say my first wish would be probably to see all clubs all over Scotland stop selling cheap tea off times. It's really gotten out of control now and is devaluing the great product that many have to offer. This in turn has led to membership numbers dropping all over the country. Uh, let's see, second, probably the next wish would be that the club at PGC continues to be appealing to both existing members and also potential new members. We have to remember that we're a club. Yep, we may run it like a business, but we're not the David Lloyd or your local gym. We exist purely for the members to enjoy the game of golf and we can only grow with the support of the members. And finally, it pays like it'd be certainly great to wave a magic wand and get a new roof, new putting green and improve the practice facilities all at once. But that may be three wishes. 
So for my final wish, I'll opt for a roof for the course with floodlights underneath it. Mind you, that may be two. Well, thanks, Kenny, for that. Uh, I think that's five, six, maybe seven wishes. I, but there you go. I, but I certainly agree with uh, your first two points. Uh, on tee-off times and the cost of these, uh, there's no doubt about it. There's two extremes. Too expensive in some areas and too cheap in other areas, and it's not good for the industry. And as for Paisley Golf Club, yes, it's here for the members, the members to enjoy the club and the course. Uh, and the sooner we get back to that, the better with these current restrictions. But uh, uh, it's just great being at Paisley Golf Club, and hopefully we'll all be back there soon. Well, folks, after that short interlude, it's now on to some casual questioning with Kenny. So, Kenny, what's your favourite hole at Paisley Golf Club, and why is that the case? And if you were allowed a dream four ball at any other course in the world, which three golf pros would you take with you? I'm sure that would be a great trip, whatever that is. And finally, you must have some good stories to tell me, uh, so feel free to share any nice stories that doesn't get you into trouble. Well, Billy, the questions aren't getting any easier today, are they? Uh, Favourite hole at PGC? Well, probably the fifth. Uh, standing there looking down in that fairway, it just looks so easy to hit. Uh, and stunning views all about from up there. Uh, also, I always like a short par four, so I've plenty to challenge you with there. Uh, and especially in this case, um, I usually tend to struggle to judge the distance in the second shot, maybe slightly off a wee downhill lie, uh, especially with the trouble of the burn in front of you and a couple of the bunkers there. So, yep, lovely hole, uh, good distance for me. You can get a wedge or nine iron out for the second shot, depending on the wind. Uh, and, yeah, usually walk off there with a par, so that's why I like it. So moving on to my dream four ball uh, and on what course? We'll probably start with the course. It's tricky, tricky. Uh, so many to choose from. Uh, Royal Melbourne always appeals to me as my dad played it and always raved about it. Uh, seems strong in Florida from the pictures I've seen, just looks amazing as well. And you've also got the, the regulars that a lot of people would pick from as Pebble Beach and Augusta. The list goes on, but um, I think in this occasion I'll opt for Royal Melbourne and a nice sunny warm day. Uh, with regards to the three pros I would play with would be um, Sandy Lyle, Lee Trevino and Craig Everett. The first two were both heroes of mine growing up and I've been lucky enough to see them both play live. Watching Sandy hit the long irons off the tee with that three quarter swing was pure amazing and just listening to Lee Trevino was class. He was the total entertainer. As for my last choice, for those who didn't know Craig, uh, or don't know Craig, he was a pro at Caldwell for a number of years and was lucky enough to play with him uh, at various events across Scotland. With Craig, you never got to see much of him on the course as he was all over the place off the tee, and really I mean all over the place, but he'd always still score well and end up winning a good check. His stories of playing for Scotland in his amateur days and all the shenanigans he got up to were brilliant, and once you finish your round, you'd be lucky if you got home on the same day. Great times. Wow, Sandy Lyle. I remember that day at the Masters all these years ago. Sandy sinking that 10, 12 foot putt to win the Masters. I just thought that was amazing. Uh, as for Lee Trevino, well, he was just one incredible guy he was. If uh, He's maybe gone back too far for most folk, but 
Uh, I remember watching him in some of the pro celebrity golf stuff and uh, watched him in and around the Opens when Tony Jacklin was around. And yes, I am that age, folks. Uh, it was just incredible listening to him. It's just incredible what an entertainer he was. And I totally agree with you there, Kenny. Totally agree with you. Before I forget, well done for adding a local pro to your dream team. I don't know Craig personally, but he sounds like a great guy and he certainly has helped shape your golfing style and your golfing career. So well done again for adding him, Kenny. That's 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 brilliant. Uh, however, that makes it three Scottish guys and a Mexican. Uh, and I think uh, there's probably a joke in there somewhere. Don't know where it is, but there probably is. Uh, and as for Sunny Melbourne, uh, that's a lot of factor 60. And I know you've mentioned uh, Craig and yourself and uh, the drinking weekends, but it doesn't really excuse you from producing a funny story that I asked you for before. So I'm on your case again. What do you have to share with everyone? Uh, I'm looking for something substantial. It's the first episode, so come on, Kenny, out with it. Give me that really funny story. I don't really know many funny stories, as you seem to miss out on a lot being in the office on your own. However, I do know one that listeners will enjoy, but I feel to do it justice, we should really hear it from the man himself. So over to my good friend and ex-colleague, Mr Andy Carrollton. Right, Kenny, a wee funny story from myself. Um, it was 2008 and my two mates had just arrived from Australia who were coming over to work as caddies at St Andrews, the home of golf. <clears throat> so at this point, 2008, I was assistant professional to Gordon Stewart, past club pro at Paisley Golf Club. Uh, I was working at Codder Golf Club, so picture the scene. Um, here we go. I drive from Codder Golf Club, pick up my two mates from Glasgow Airport and make our way up to St Andrews. The boys were going to have a, a year's working visa and we set off. Good spirits. All, all, all good fun, you know. Um, God at that point was actually down in Manchester because this was the UEFA Cup or the Europa League final. Rangers were playing uh, St. Petersburg, maybe. I can't even remember. Uh, anyway, so we get to St. Andrews and the boys dump their bags in. And obviously we're, we're heading out for a few beers around, around St Andrews, but it's absolutely deserted. Um, everyone's obviously watching the cup final. So we head into Dundee to, to obviously watch the game. And the, the Aussie boys, they love a bet. So we all put on a few quid. And lo and behold, we actually all backed the same result. And that was 2-0, I think it was. <clears throat> 2-0 to St Petersburg. So we won quite a bit of money. Uh, what, a, what a time to win money. You know, the boys first day in Scotland. And um, so we thought, well, we're going to blow it, obviously, aren't we? So we went out for a night out in, in Dundee. Fat Sam's, horrific place. One of the worst nightclubs I've ever been in in my life. Um, and that includes uh, Vienna's and Paisley. So good uh, good night was had. Uh, standard from me, I'm absolutely bluttered after four pints. So... I came out and I lose them and I don't know where they've gone so I've just went, oh, I'll just get a taxi home, you know, so I'm in Dundee uh, and I'm due to stay obviously in St Andrews with the boys, uh, however I'm that drunk that I've just obviously came out, uh, went to the home wall, lifted some money, went to the taxi driver and went, yeah, just uh, just take me up the road mate, uh, steaming drunk obviously, so I wake up in the morning and I'm in my bed in Paisley, I'm thinking, oh my god, 
how have I got here, like, you know? Um, looked outside thinking, God, have I drove home? What what have I done? Looked outside, my car's not there, so I'm thinking, right, happy days, I've not drove. We're all right here. Um, and I phoned uh, the two boys up in, in St Andrews and, aye, my car was still there. So I'd obviously got a taxi home from Dundee, absolutely blazing drunk. The money I'd won... Uh, and the football had been blown in a taxi journey, 160 quid back home to Paisley. So I phoned my pal and I was like, right, <clears throat> I said, Kev, my car's in St Andrews, long story, mate, but do you fancy a wee road trip back up to St Andrews when you go and get the car? And he's like, aye, brilliant, mate, cool. So this is the funny part of the story. Well, for me, it is anyway. I leave my house, uh, still staying at my my, fo- my uh, mum's house uh, in Fallside Road, Fallside Avenue, sorry. So we... I go to Fox Bar, pick up my mate in a taxi, get a taxi down into Paisley. Uh, so we get a train from Gilmer Street up to Glasgow, stop for a pint, a wee cura. We then get the train from Glasgow through to Edinburgh, and then we pub lunch, obviously, because I'm absolutely dying. So some burger, chips, maybe another pint or two. Um, and then we get the train from Edinburgh through to Lucas, get off at Lucas, and then we get a bus from Lucas into St Andrews. Make the journey up, walking up through through uh, St Andrews, absolute walk of shame. I'm thinking, oh my God, I hope my car's all right. And my car was fine, but I'd abandoned it, stupidly abandoned it, a double yellow line and a parking ticket as well. <laughs> so I've, I won like £180 on the football and I've had to pay £160 to get a taxi home. It's then cost me about 50 or 60 quid to get back to St Andrews the next day. And when I finally do arrive back at my car, I've got a blinking parking ticket. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't make it up. It was, um, aye, quite quite an embarrassing story to tell, but it's funny now. Um, so that's a wee funny story, Kenny, from myself. Kind of golf-related, football-related. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure there's plenty more funny stories to come. Keep up the good work with the podcast, yourself and Billy, doing a great job. And hopefully we'll be back uh, playing some golf soon. Cheers. Andy Carrollton. Unbelievable. How did you manage to wiggle your way into this podcast? You can't keep away from us, can you? Anyway, I am delighted to hear from you, and even although it's a funny story, hijack. And it certainly was a funny story, but I still can't understand how you've not been able to master the art of weekend drinking with the boys. With Paisley Golf Club members, and I know you've been known to hang around with some of the Kelvin hockey players, I thought you'd have bastard this by now. It seems as well that this was a pre-Laura eh, weekend, but if it wasn't and she doesn't know about this unnecessary expenditure, I think you might be in a little bit of trouble, mate. Anyway, it's been great to hear from you, Mr. Adidas Golf, and I hope you're keeping well, and we'll catch up soon. Last question now, Kenny. So now we know all about you from your work in the secretary's office and on the golf course, but what is it that makes you tick away from all of that? There must be lots of different things uh, that we don't know about Kenny Morrison and haven't covered today. How about you tell me five things uh, that's a wee bit different about you that no one knows anything about, and that will be the last question from myself today, Kenny. Well, Billy, the five golfing facts about me. Uh, number one, I'm just about to be elected to the board of the Scottish Golf and Club Managers Association of Scotland, and I'm taking up the role of education convener. Uh, fact number two, well, I've played Newton Shield golf for 20 years and I've been part of a winning team. 
Number three, I've been in five club championship semi-finals and two finals, but never managed to win it. Number four, I once played golf with Colin Montgomery. And finally, number five, I've had a hole-in-one at the third at Renfrew, whilst the pin was being attended. Thanks for these facts, uh, Kenny. Uh, some brilliant stuff in there. Uh, playing with Monty, Colin Montgomery. Need to find out more about that one. Is there a video of that? Have you got any pictures? I think we need to see some evidence in there. Uh, and your hole-in-one seems uh, rather odd. Uh, it sounds like you might have got a bit of an earful as well. Uh, but if you'd put the usual uh, bottle of malt up, then I'm sure that would uh, all be forgiven. Uh, another one for discussion in and around the clubhouse. But uh, on a serious note, congratulations on your promotion inside the Scottish Golf Management Group. Recognition from your peers shows that you're really clearly well qualified and excel at your job. So congratulations uh, once again uh, on that promotion and I'm sure you'll do a brilliant job. Well Kenny, I've now exhausted all my questions to keep our podcast under 30 minutes which is the desired time to keep everyone interested. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here today and I'm sure all our members will know a lot more about you now so that's uh, good news. Thanks once again for taking the time to come on and if you've got any final remarks you want to make uh, the floor is now open and uh, thank you again Kenny. Cheers for now mate. Well thanks Billy for having me as your guest today. It's been a pleasure talking to you about all things golf. And before we finish, on behalf of everyone at the club, I would like to thank you for everything that you're doing for the club during these difficult times. Thanks a lot. Okay, folks, this now concludes our first ever PGC Straight Down Middle podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our first ever guest, uh, Kenny, and uh, our small effort in trying something different to keep us all cheered up in these challenging times. Our next scalp is going to be someone completely different and a current playing member. Someone you'll all love to hear about as he shares his golfing career and life story so far. Watch this space and I bet the suspense is killing you. But lastly, I'd like to finish with a huge thank you to all our members and friends who listened in today. Feel free to share far and wide and thanks for listening and you'll catch us soon on Straight Down the Middle. Now who remembers this classic golf theme?